Welcome to another episode of the Glacier Guys podcast. I'm here with my co-host. Hey everyone, it's Omar Shalabi. And uh, we have a special guest today, uh, if you want to introduce yourself. Hi everybody, uh, my name is Bill Hogan. I'm an assistant professor here at Moraine of uh, composition and literature. Alright, yeah, and today we're going to be uh, talking some soccer, some MLB lockout, some football, and uh, let's just get straight into it. Uh, let's start Let's start with soccer. I know that's more of <laughs> your guys' thing, but uh, let's just... I know, I know you're a Chelsea fan, and uh, there's some topics you want to talk about, and there's some Champions League going on, so uh, I'll just let you guys uh, kick it off. <laughs> so yeah, we got the uh, we were talking about uh, how Professor Hogan has uh, you know become a Chelsea fan, and uh, now currently we're talking about how there have been the uh, the sanctions on the current owner, uh, Mr. Robin Abramovich, and. Uh, what are your takes on that, Professor? Well, yeah, and, and you were telling me your connection to Chelsea, too, which is pretty <laughs> funny, right? Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, like, so Chelsea are owned by a, a, a Russian billionaire named Roman Abramovich. He bought the team, like, 20 years ago mm-hmm. and was a revolutionary figure in, in world soccer. And, and you got to say, as a team owner, mm-hmm. I'm no fan of owners of, of pro sports teams. Hopefully okay. we'll get into this a bit. Yes, of there's course. not one owner that I respect or like. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, and I've got my reasons. So I was never like, oh, Abramovich is, you know, it's my criteria is, do they, you know, run a team that's successful? Are they willing to invest? Do they have the funds to do it? And you know, and so he did, and he broke the mold when mm-hmm. he came into Chelsea. They were, they were one of the one of the better teams and they had won some things, but they were never a, an elite team in Europe or in, in England. But within a few years of buying Chelsea, they were, they were scooping up the top players in Europe and won the premier league and then won it again and won a champions league. And like, you know, so I, I started, I was a fan like hipster style. I was a fan <laughs> of the team. A year before he bought it, you know, I came to <laughs> it late. Timing. Exactly. I came to it late. It was in 2002. I started and I think he bought it in like 2003. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, so anyway, the current events, uh-huh. he's very closely linked to Vladimir Putin. Okay. And the sanctions that governments around the world have been imposing on, on, on both the Russian government, but also people, you know, cause the, the history of, the fall of Soviet Union yeah. and then the sort of um, siphoning off of resources for private gain. Abramovich benefited from that. Right. So he's based in London. He has uh, a, a mansion in London that I believe is worth like 200 million. <laughs> yeah, yeah, crazy. He's got yachts, he's got the team. Yeah. And he was a great owner because he would just spend with no regard really for nilly. is it making money? You yeah. know, it, literally, they a couple of years ago, Chelsea were they had a transfer ban because they had spent too much money. Oh wow! <laughs> I didn't <laughs> even like, know that was possible. It, right, right, because yeah. there's not like salary caps like that. Yeah, you know, but they have a few financial fair play. It's called, and uh, so now that Abramovich is getting sanctioned, Chelsea, the team, is one of his major assets. And today, the news came down that. The UK government is basically like severing him from the team. Really, they, they haven't officially taken the team from him, mm-hmm. uh, and he clearly knew that something like this was coming because last week 
he offered the team up for sale. Oh, wow. I did see that, actually. I didn't know what the reasoning would be. I didn't know that his origin was Russia, so that makes a lot more sense. (laughs) His origin is Russia, so he offered the team up for sale, and... Uh, and said, like, uh, whatever debts the team has, I'm going to write them off. And it was like several billion dollars. He's like, it's up for sale. Don't worry about the debts. You get the, the stadium, the team, you, <sighs> you know. get everything. <laughs> trying to just cut ties. Yeah. Um, a, a news report that freaked me out was uh, that the, the Ricketts family that owns the Chicago Cubs were Uh-oh. looking to buy Chelsea. And oh, I'm like, no, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm like, you don't have enough money. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was about to say they're like <laughs> – they're in debt because they bought like all of Wrigley. Oh, they are not in debt at all. <laughs> I know they are, they are just fine. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, what yeah of course. This of course. is this is what I don't want from an owner is like the pretending like oh we're taking biblical losses like this. No, say. no, no. Yeah, or, they're, and it's they're like, business first. Yeah, and and they exactly and and I don't want anyone in the current like horrible word here, but the current paradigm like mm-hmm. just the way that it's structured. Yeah, uh, the structure is got no concern for like uh morality let's right. put it that way no, yeah. and the structure has no concern for uh who who do these teams really belong to mm-hmm. the structure is just who's got the most money right and you're not dealing with like good people here no. once no, you get to no. that level you're dealing with like you know it's pretty ugly how some of the most cutthroat people you probably ever meet right and so so let's just forget the whole like, oh, there's a good owner and a bad owner. They're all bad. <laughs> Don't get to that level. No, yeah. So so like when I heard that, I'm like, and I'm a Cubs fan. Mm-hmm. That was before we were talking. Yeah. I came to the Chelsea because I'm like, I grew up a Cubs fan. I wanted that. Now, I have to say, the Ricketts did bring a championship to the Cubs. Can't, they did. can't say that. They did. Uh, so getting Theo Epstein, incredible. Yeah. Building that team, incredible. The sports moment of my life was the Cubs winning the World, World Series. Oh, I bet. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> uh, Chelsea with Abramovich, right? They won. They're all great. So why would I not want the Ricketts to buy the team? It's that look at what the Ricketts have done since the World Series. Yeah. Yeah. And they've, they've spent some money, right? Yeah. But, but there's also been a decline. They've kind of yeah. cried broke. And, cried and, and broke. <laughs> yeah. They've been all too happy to do what, what, what the uh, – so-called small market teams and MLB do where they say like, oh, well, we need to, um, you know, we need to like kind of gut it and, you know, Mm. strip it down so we can build it back up. And it's like, you don't need to do that at all. Mm -hmm. And, and the idea that, that they would in any way come close to Chelsea where in global soccer right now, you want to win, you have to have almost unlimited funds and spend as much have as no get. limits. Have no limits. Right. You can't just yes. throw money because Manchester United has spent a lot of money and they haven't been successful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so you need to empower, like, have good people in positions of power. Yeah. Um, and they did it with the with Theo, but uh, with the Cubs. But yeah. Anyway, I don't want them anywhere near Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. Especially considering the fact that like it's a completely different market, completely different mindset. It's a completely different game, you know. And it's like, you know, and you well, can't. Okay, to play devil's advocate there, though, there have been so many American sports owners that have purchased Premier League teams recently, and, and in, in Italy as well, Syria. Mm-hmm. So, like, for example, Liverpool are owned by the Fenway Sports Group that own yeah. the Red Sox, right? Uh, Manchester United are the Glazer family. And the, uh, you're, all right, so you're familiar with this. But, yeah. Uh, so they can do it, and Liverpool have been incredibly successful they have, under, yeah. you know, the – 
the that that group. Yeah, uh, they've been to like two or three finals in the last yeah, couple of years. Yeah, won yeah. the Premier League for the first time since the '80s. Yeah, won the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Um, are are looking amazing right now. But yeah, what's going on with Chelsea as well? Part <laughs> of this new news. Okay, so the sanction come down. Abramovich. Uh, Today, we learned that uh, as part of like sort of stripping the team from uh, him, the, the employees of the team from the players, but uh-huh. through the support staff, through like people like that do the catering for the team, right? Like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. professional sports, yeah. you expect like your meals are provided. It's like nutritional, high quality, right? Right. Yeah. Think about how you in the Champions League, Chelsea mm-hmm. traveling all over Europe to play. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't have the exact details, but it's like they have this severe restriction of like they can only spend something like 30,000 really? euros on on travel <laughs> for a particular game. Some limit That's that means like they're not going to be able to charter the private plane yeah. to stay in like the, you know, the, the top, hotel the that they were in. <laughs> right. yeah. have, have everything catered and taken <laughs> care of. And for like elite athletes playing a super busy schedule they need that they need all of it <laughs> right like so people i i was listening to a podcast this morning they're saying like are chelsea players gonna like take a bus yeah they're yeah. gonna you know? fly commercial <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. or fly commercial which would be pretty cool it oh would be kind of funny you know you like, sit down and sit like, next to lukaku it's yeah like, exactly and golo Conte <laughs> is like reading a newspaper and he's like oh my god um, so maybe some lucky people will benefit from that like you know yeah but yeah, that'd be really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the pictures on social media would definitely be interesting. Oh but man! <clears throat> so, uh, do you have anything else uh, as far as soccer goes that you want to talk about? I got a lot, a lot okay. more to say. Now, here's what I really want to talk about. Okay, here we go. As the UK government has imposed these sanctions, okay. which mm-hmm. I really was doubtful they would go this far. Mm-hmm. I just thought Abramovich, the money, London needs that sort of foreign money there and all it's dirty so yeah. i don't think so yeah if they what do they do now so do they do like an auction to mm-hmm. like who's Who the highest that? bidder that could buy the team from a brand because that's that's dangerous waters though because oh, yeah. they're literally they're saying like no more ticket sales this season because they don't want a single dollar to make its way to abramovich yeah right, right? and chelsea's his so they want to like they haven't fully said we're taking it it's gone but if they do all right, let's say they do a bid sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, who can buy a, a franchise that's, say, $3 billion or more or something like that? <laughs> right. Again, not people that are the most reputable. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, sure there's a lot of people that can buy that. Yeah. <laughs> right, or they could, but like they might be like Newcastle was just bought by like yeah. a Saudi investment thing, and people are like, well, look at the Saudi government sanctioning the killing of the journalist, right, Jamal yeah. Khashoggi. And yeah. There's a lot of this like, yeah, I mean, if you don't want to have this sort of unsavory character or something where there's like a moral or political dilemma involved, well, then who, who, what could you do? And I've already heard something that made me very happy, Mm -hmm. which is considering giving the control of the team, the ownership to the fans. That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) That That would be really cool, but I just never, I'd never see that happening. I don't think now you, okay. So you told me, uh, you're, you're not that into soccer, right? But no, but you, uh, 
Who is the team that you like? Barcelona. Do you know who owns Barcelona? I do not. <laughs> it's the fans, the isn't f- it? It Dude, is. Actually, yeah. really. Wait, is it? Yes, it is. So, is uh, there like a is there like a collective group? Or absolutely. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Really. So, and you, all right, it, and you tell me in Jordan, right? Yeah. Omar, you grow up in Jordan, and what were the two teams that people were into? It was either Barcelona or Real Madrid, right? Yeah. And guess who who owns Real Madrid? Huh. Really? Yes! Wow. I did not know that. Chelsea, what, the first, you stayed up all night to watch Chelsea win the Champions League over Bayern Munich. Right. Guess who owns Bayern Munich? Yeah, that makes and Wow. Know, that, has it been like that for a while? Yes! Really? Yes! Wow, you just kind of blew my mind I with know it. it. I this See, soccer is such a different sport. Oh, really? Who American owns the Green sports? Bay Packers? I... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I knew that. Okay. But well, I'm just why saying, is it some unimaginable thing? But yeah, these yeah. are these are huge like f- organizations as far as like soccer organizations compared to these. I mean, these these are soccer is a worldwide sport. That's why it just feels so it feels so different. Well, you so I mean? here's my big my my issue for several years now has been uh, fan ownership <laughs> of pro sports teams. Uh-huh. And there's a number of different models. Mm-hmm. I might be oversimplifying it a little bit with Barcelona, Real Madrid, but not in, in the substantive sense that the fans have a control over the team that we are not used to in American sports at all mm-hmm. and are not typical of private sports ownership, where uh, in the case of Barcelona and Real Madrid, uh, it's rooted in the history, like how these clubs uh, grew out of like being literally like a community sort of thing. Right. And then it's an association of fans. Uh-huh. And as it grows, they get to vote on things like who should they, the team hire as the president of the team. Right. They're not making the little minute decisions. Yeah, right? Right. You can't vote on like, do we sign this player or not? Yeah. But what they get to do is have a referendum and an actual vote on who should the president of the team be. So like some sort of council. Right. Like, so imagine. Uh, bring it back to like American sports. T- when Tom Ricketts bought the Cubs, yeah, he took a couple years, but he made a critical decision that was everything With by Theo, Theo Epstein, uh-huh. right? And that was awesome, right? And as a Cubs fan, I'm so deeply invested into this team, but I'm like, oh great, I'm so happy you made the decision, right? Mm-hmm. Let's look at our other sports teams. I'm a I'm a um, Bulls fan, okay, right? yeah. How many years did we have to live with gar packs? <laughs> yeah. uh, too many. Right? And what could we do about it? <laughs> nothing. Absolutely nothing. nothing yeah. All right. Think about the, the Bears. Yeah. Right? The McCaskies. The McCaskies, yes. right? The Ted Phillips. They're all like these. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to know about their personality. Like the reporting on the Bears and stuff is like, well, what you have to know about George is his difference from Michael. And he was interested in this. Like, I don't care about these guys' resumes. Yes. Yeah. Why should I? I want to care about, I want to watch the team. Yeah. Yes. And I want to have people in charge to make decisions. Football. People yeah. I, I don't charge. want there to be Ted Phillips. And I don't want, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. And as a fan, I want to be able to say, you know what? I get to vote on it. Yeah. I don't get to just, <laughs> I don't have to sit here yeah. powerless. And look at like, you know, it's like palace intrigue, you know? Yeah. Like who's the queen's favorite? Whatever. I don't <laughs> care. So these yeah. so these teams are for the people and by the people. For so the people and by the people. That is fantastic. And you know, it's like when you when you just when you mention Barcelona Real Madrid and it's like you think about these fans, right? And they're so loyal to these teams, right? Absolutely. And it's like I think about like, you know, how can a person here in America be so loyal to a team that's controlled by people that you know we don't admire we don't respect but, right. then, you, but then you look at these guys and like Bayern Munich for example I had no idea yeah, oh yeah and that explains so much and in Germany so this is the one and and there's a counter argument to Brie brought up but in Germany they actually it's encoded in law it's called the 50 plus one rule mm-hmm. and it happened when 
uh, as the commercialization of European soccer, as it really started to grow, and it wasn't until like the late the 1990s and all that where it just exploded where it's like, wow, these teams are becoming like these huge entertainment products. And they kind of, the, the bond that, like you're saying, the fans have and the connection to the team right. started to slip away. And right. a lot of English fans of the top teams have bemoaned that. Mm -hmm. Talk to a Manchester United fan, it's been around a while. They're like, oh my God. In Germany, they passed a law called 50 plus one, which is by law to be a professional German soccer team. The fan, the fan club of each team must own 50% plus one at minimum of the control of the team. Interesting. And so every team in the German Bundesliga is from, owned, by, is owned by the fans. Right. And okay, fine. There's a couple exceptions that are, <laughs> that are a little bit like uh, uh, Wolfsburg was historically owned by Volkswagen, the company. Yeah, 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 right. And so it's like, all right, they got grand. There's like two or three that got grandfathered in. But most of them. Most of them. Including yeah. the uh, best ones. Yeah, Dortmund, Dortmund and, and, and Munich. Yeah. I don't. I don't mean to interrupt oh, or sorry, anything, sorry. but uh, <laughs> there's breaking news with baseball. Uh, they just agreed to the to the proposal right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Yeah. Really? That's some big stuff, yeah. Uh, <laughs> spring training is uh, officially happening, happening uh, in a few weeks, I believe, so. Pretty interesting. Awesome. Stuff. Love I, don't it. To, to, I don't mean to. <laughs> I don't mean to. If interrupt. the fans owned the teams, there wouldn't have been a lockout <laughs> yeah, yeah, to yeah. begin with. Yeah. See, baseball is the most uh, outdated sport when it comes to that kind of stuff, especially. I think. Well, in what way, though? Uh, they're just very outdated in general. I think, especially with their marketing and okay. just everything in general. And then they're very, they're not very quick to adapt uh, as far as their rule changes and everything like that. They just like the CBA. In what sport do lockouts happen, really, ever? I mean, I know the NBA whoa, whoa, had whoa. A, yeah, we've had lockouts the in had, the NFL and the uh, yeah, NHL. I know they had the in replacement recent history. refs and stuff like that, too, recently with the NFL, like, a while ago. But yeah. I, I don't know. It just – the ba baseball but just wait, seems – Yeah, so for me, you know, like, the a lockout is the owners. Yes, yes, yes. It's preventing. the owners versus the players associations, so yes. if you're posing to me, uh, are the MLB owners worse than the other team? I would say no. They're not. You don't think so? No. They're just as bad. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying any of the other ones are good either. They're bad. And, I'm and just it's a labor negotiation, uh, you know, so it's, it's a negotiation mm -hmm. and it comes down to leverage and power. Yes. Right. It's billionaires versus millionaires. And this is the way you think. <laughs> this is, I grew up with people always saying that. Like now the, the criticism from my perspective, a pro uh -huh. labor perspective of that okay. is this. When we say it's millionaires versus billionaires, what we're saying is like both of them, both of these groups are like separate from the people at the bottom, regular people, right? right? Million to be a millionaire historic. I mean, maybe no. changes, but, yeah. but that's usually the framing there is meant to, it's a pro owner framing usually mm -hmm. meant to uh, erode a little bit of the support that players might have. If you, if you define them as millionaires, as opposed to defining them as workers. That's yeah. Or as labor. I, I was kind of saying it in a more relative uh, to what we're talking about, if you know what I mean. Like I was making it seem like the millionaires were the little guys in this case. Oh, uh, okay. You know what I'm saying? But do you wouldn't do you think a normal reader would be like, oh yeah, millionaire, little guy? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, I know, I know. I don't. I just oh, didn't. Okay. I didn't want to make but it. This is uh, this is like what the uh, the academic term you come across mm -hmm. uh you might come across is called discourse uh -huh. which refers to kind of like the ongoing conversation about a topic in a society and mm -hmm. that's just one way to think of it yeah and like so the legacy of of 
a very tilted against players towards ownership discourse on pro sports labor issues uh, frames it in millionaires versus billionaires, which means like we shouldn't identify with either group as fans. We should look at them both as like spoiled brats. Right. Where where I see it is is much more of a, it's labor versus capital. Yeah. No. Yeah. I right. Agree. And the ownership. Um, they're they have the capital they have the power the right? leverage and they have the leverage yeah. and the players right their labor yeah they make a lot of money but the thing is they generate that money no yeah right? they, they, they deserve are, that the, money you mentioned yeah. earlier they're the product right? they're they're the product and and as the labor people won't come to the stadium and they won't have their lucrative tv deals and all mm -hmm. that if it weren't for the yeah. product on the field the players themselves yeah. and revenue has as a matter of fact, increased in baseball. Though no, yeah, they're crying broke. But yeah. even the smallest of, of markets, like the Oakland A's, yeah. the Oakland A's have money. Of course, they have money, <laughs> yes. but they they're going out and spending like they're like they're skimming off the bottom. Right, you know they're getting the scraps every year. Yep, and it's not fair to the fans. And th this was a this is a big point of contention from the players is mm -hmm. exactly that is that you have teams like the Pirates and the, and the A's right that mm -hmm. that have payrolls that are like. 25 30 million dollars <laughs> yes. and yes. they're tanking yeah yes and so, so th there's differences this this is why like for me i i get that baseball as a sport feels old-timey and stuff yes. i get that but if we look at it from like ownership structure and for me the difference is like in the nfl and in nba mm -hmm. you have tanking you yeah. have intentional yes. losing right because yes. there's benefits to it yes in mlb you have the example of teams that pretend to be poor when they're not. Right. There's mm -hmm. not a huge advantage to it like there is in the other sports. No. Yeah, uh, there's still like draft yeah, priority. I, I think not. I think it really comes from that they develop players, and then they get good, and then as soon yeah. as they're about to become a free agent and hit arbitration, then they they ship them off for yeah. more prospects that they hope turns into another player like that. Yeah. And they manipulate and, service time so yes. players like you know Chris Bryant doesn't yes. come up you know until two days after the you know, right. Exactly, like that shouldn't be a thing, you know. And and that all is coming from ownership. It's ownership yes. finding loopholes in the rules and all, and they can do it. And so the players during this. Uh, negotiation, mm -hmm. which I'm glad to see it's over, but I, I, I'm only going to be glad in as much as the players got what a better owed, what deal. What they're owed. Yeah, right. and yeah. I doubt that they did. I, yeah. I doubt that they got I fully what they're owed. I, no, I, I think they definitely did a good job of really holding out. I know the fans have a very nearsighted point of view. A lot, a lot of fans have a nearsighted point of view because selfishly they want to see baseball, and I agree. But at yeah. the same time, oh, you want to <laughs> see, see them hold out for the best possible deal. And I think... I think they got max of what they could have gotten with the leverage that they had because it's almost like they're starting out with the short end of the stick and they just have to kind of fight for what they can get, you know? You're right. I mean, that that's... Uh, you know, this, this conversation about owners is uh, funny. I was watching a movie the other day about the Black Sox, right, called Eight Men Out. Great, yeah. great movie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there was a scene in there. Well, the owner of the White Sox at the time was Comiskey. Yeah. Right? And the players hated him hated him because he didn't he treated him like nothing these this is the best team in baseball right and he treated him like nothing and the opening scene of the movie they win like the pennant or something right and they're going crazy and then they go back into the clubhouse and there these there's all this wine and they're like really right <laughs> and one of comiskey's like goons was like congrats <laughs> boys this is a present from mr comiskey himself right mm -hmm. one of the players opens it it's flat 
Right. <laughs> and then, you know, they're all like, you know, oh, course, okay. Oh, it's great. like champagne. Right. But champagne it was flat, flat. Right. Oh, my God. And then the right scene after, Comiskey's celebrating with all the other owners. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then after that, the team is taking That's a team good. photo. And one of the guys goes, smile, boys. Pretend it's Kami's wake. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then they're all smiling and they take the picture, you yeah, know, and it's yeah. like. Well, yeah, John Sales, the director of that movie, he's got a good uh, his his politics. He's definitely coming from a yeah. pro player right. perspective. I could say right. that. Yeah, but um, you know, I just you think about ownership and, and all this, and it's just I, I if we had fan ownership like yeah. fifty plus one or something, we're Done. not going to be thinking about lockouts like that. that no, would be, no, yeah. we would think baseball. You know, the thing is baseball might be the sport that's that's ripe for it in the US because uh you know it is kind of outdated and it is like a stodgy like inter- I know there've been some rules changes in this agreement yeah. um but uh you know if the fans and the players mm-hmm. were like the 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 biggest sort of uh, uh control yeah. or overseers sort hey, of control the, the sort of dynamic uh approach to like revitalizing that would be possible cuz right. so in the in the German Bundesliga, the soccer league, they have uh, objectively more fan. Uh, they have the highest attendance yeah. in uh-huh. all of Europe, and yeah. it's not the best league. You know, it's like it's, it's a top five. It's top five. They have number one, really. They have highest number fan one attendance. attendance. Wow, yeah. mm-hmm. by far. And, and as fans being on like the board of directors, mm-hmm. they get to make big picture decisions. Like, all right, you get to decide who's going to be the team president. That you know from you know, hires all that makes all the big decisions from top down. Right. But they also get to things like, uh, how much are tickets going to cost? Yeah. <laughs> how much is it going to cost to get some food and drink at the mm-hmm. game? You know, these are promotions and these things like fans. that. That's it. You so know? they make it so you can bring your family and you can go and not be broke by broke the end of it. I afterwards. Mean, yeah. I, I, it's wild. How the last time I went to a Cubs game, yeah. Uh, I mean, right? Yeah. I, I, a friend uh, gave me tickets. So okay. he's like, all right, hey, I got two tickets. Saved you a lot of money. That's I didn't have sure. to buy a ticket. But I still <laughs> spent like $150. Yeah. Like, I felt horrible <laughs> at the end of the yeah. day. You, you know what's crazy? A couple of, last year during the pandemic, my family and I took a trip out west. We went to Phoenix during spring training season, right? And, you know, we went to a Dodgers game. We went to go see the White Sox. We went to go see the Reds. Now, some of these teams share stadiums in Phoenix, right? But guess which team has its own complex, its own field? The Cubs, right? Mm -hmm. They're also the only team that charges for parking and has all these extra fees and all this stuff. They're known for this kind of thing, Uh, which isn't the the worst thing, I guess, but – for a money-making standpoint, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> like, right? Like that's, and that's why like the Ricketts can't have it both ways. Yeah. They can't say, we're so in debt and yeah, we're so... But, but like It's like this, you're yeah. monetizing everything. And no matter how good or bad the Cubs are, the people it's will gonna always be that way. show. It's it always going to yeah, be that yeah, way. And I, I'm like that. I'm, you know, it's... I, that's people will show sport, up. No sports what. fandom is like not a rational choice. You no, know, like, no, why no, am I Cubs fan? Because my dad was, you know? It's not... And therefore, a lot of the decisions people make are not the rational choice no, yeah. type rhetoric. It's like, no, I'm going to be a Cubs <laughs> fan no matter what. Yeah, right. If you and keep going. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just I'm yeah. a Cubs fan, and it has nothing to do with the Ricketts. Yeah. I'm a Chelsea fan. I came to it later, but I'm not a Chelsea fan, and, and I just don't feel like guilty that Abramovich owned the team because no. I had no control over that. Yeah. Right. And I'm a Chelsea fan, not an Abramovich fan. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, so 
I wish that I was a fan owner yeah. and had to buy it. <laughs> and if you want to look at the Green Bay Packers, look at how rabid their fandom is. Look yeah. at how well-run and successful the team's been. They're owned by fans, how, too. And if how you much, think yeah. that's not related really? to the ownership structure, I, I disagree. You know, no, yeah. wait, wait, they're owned by fans too. No, yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so <laughs> they're the ones who came up with that two hundred million dollar a year, uh, oh, two hundred yeah, million dollar yeah, four year contracts. For I mean, <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> no, no. They have a general manager. Yeah. They have team president. They have right, good right, right. but yeah. you do get to vote on it as a as a fan or you know a member yeah. of the fan club. They, their 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 fan base. Did you hear about that thing where uh, you could be an owner of the Packers or whatever, and they were paying like you basically pay like a hundred bucks to get like a uh, right like a <laughs> Like well, because this is America. And <laughs> yeah, so no. the idea that like fans will actually have a say. I know. It's not the case in Germany. In Germany, you really do. And, and with Barcelona and Real Madrid, the fans are very, like, imagine the team. Pro- imagine just how great would this be if George McCaskey had to run an election yeah. and the fans got to vote <laughs> yeah. on whether he's a, you're out, buddy. Yeah. And, you know, and, and so we could have like legit candidates from other teams coming and mm-hmm. like that would just be incredible. And. And there's a number of things in terms of like uh, organizational structure, like instead of having to please the weird whims of the McCaskey families, whatever, right. they'd have to speak to the fans and like do things that the fans respect or want. Yeah. And, and if you do that, you're good and you don't need to play the internal palace politics. Yeah. Like so many sports, uh, that's how it's done. How about the, um, who is the, Flores, the oh Brian Flores, Brian, Brian Flores, Flores yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Think about Flores's uh, primary complaint was that uh-huh. the owner of the Dolphins was mistreating him. Was, well, well, that no, no, and he was, was trying to pay him to lose. Was going to pay him to lose. Yeah. The so this is aspect. think about that. Oh right. So, right. He yeah. was he was offered, and Flores said, "I had too much integrity yeah. to take that money and do that." Yeah. Fans are never going to say, "We want you to lose." Yeah. No. Do you know what I mean? No. So it's because of that structure of the thing. There's a, a, a incentive that owners have often mm-hmm. that is at odds. It's the opposite of fans. So the Ricketts family, you got to charge for parking. You got to pay up for this. You got to pay up for that. <laughs> Every like, single thing. This yeah. isn't making it better for fans. No. Yeah. They will say, well, we raise revenue. And with that revenue, we invest in the team. And but, I would but, say, but show the, me. Because you, 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 you team's not, to do that but recently. the team's not producing. Yeah, right. and, and and they haven't actually been spending in the level that they should be. Right. No, compared to the revenue, especially. Let me yeah. let me ask you a question. So, regarding like these teams that are owned by the fans, is there like a, uh, like a system that these people, these fans, are held to, so there's not complete mayhem in terms uh, well, of like it's a it's a it's not like a, a group of like a th- like thousands of people. No, yeah, it I, is. No, it's more than that. Is it actually? Yeah, like you, we should look into it. I'm, no, I'm happy I'm, I, to show you. I'm it's, curious about yeah, this. It, so in Germany, you have to pay a fee, an, a, an annual fee. It's usually about fifty dollars. Really? Yeah, about fifty bucks. Wow. To be in the fan club, and as a member of that fan club, then you are part of this group. Like in a democracy, it can be smaller or larger. You can scale oh, up. Okay, right? really? You can manage to do it. That and the votes and, and that and that vote. The issues are put up uh, on to vote, and they're wow. democratically decided on, so, but not the minute stuff. So there's no mayhem. Like, it's no different than saying, should we have a democracy? Because it could lead to mayhem. It's like, I think there's going to be less mayhem in a system that is truly representative of the people who are who have the most at stake, right? Mm-hmm. As opposed to one like we have in American sports, where it's like. Well, I hope the next McCaskey kid isn't such a weirdo. You know, it's like, what? Yeah. Did you know that uh, once once Virginia is gone, then uh, they're not even the the majority owners anymore? (sighs) 
I, really? I wish I didn't yeah. know that or and I don't <laughs> care and you know <laughs> I know I know it's just it's it's gonna be interesting silly. to see how that plays out so, yeah. so yeah. are the Packers the only American team that are that have fan I'm ownership I'm not quite sure of the pro sports team they're the only one I'm aware of wow. there are smaller uh, like clubs like I think in some of the maybe minority owners but I don't know about majority. Yeah, right. And that's what we care about is, yeah. like, do you have control or not? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but it's I think that there are a couple teams in the USL, like right. the soccer, pro soccer below MLS. Right. Okay. I think. I, I'm not totally sure. I, I should yeah. have done more. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand. Uh, so with baseball coming back, is there anything Cubs related that you want them, any moves that you would like them to make uh, specifically with position? Oh, I mean, they, they have so much, right? If, if guys <laughs> yeah. like Patrick Wisdom and stuff are like the cornerstones, I'm <sighs> I, I don't believe in him at all, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I, 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 they're not going to win anything with yeah, that. So yeah. struck out 40%. Yeah. Of the time. I, I want them to go and, you know, uh, you, spend as much as possible. And it's ridiculous. I, I, they need pitchers, right? They had all these like soft tossing pitchers before. Yeah, and that's I need, like they, their philosophy. Didn't they pick up Strowman? Yeah. Up Convenient Stroman. philosophy because they're, they're cheaper players to yeah. get. You know? uh, they get uh, the pitcher they drafted out of Kansas State last year in the first round, he is just another soft, toss, uh, soft tossing lefty. So I don't know. That's That might be just their I don't know. That's Maybe that's the way baseball's going and that's they're trying to get ahead of the curve. Yeah. Zig while everyone's zagging. I mean, uh, right, meanwhile, the right. Dodgers. I mean, look at the Dodgers, right. man. Mm-hmm. I mean, those guys are... They're doing it right, I think. I mean, yeah, they're I mean, picking up all these. Absolutely. Yeah, they have. I mean, look at the, if you look at their roster. I mean, good for the Braves because I mean they just had a fantastic performance. But I mean, if you without what's his name Acuna, by the way. Yeah. Right. But I mean, if you look at that Dodger lineup, it looks like an all-star team. Yeah, it's because they have the best player development staff in the league. Uh, a lot of those players are homegrown, and they just draft very well and sign international prospects that they just a, a, a lot more hit than a lot more don't, you know, the, compared to other teams. And it's just that's that's how baseball is. That's how baseball's run for the most part. Uh, I don't even think it's about spending all that much money anymore, honestly. Well. Well, obviously it helps, like, but I think you have to supplement <laughs> homegrown talent with with for the, sure. But the way that you so wh- why the Cubs under Theo Epstein and and the first several years of the Ricketts, why they improved so much with drafting and developing is because they went from like the most uh, the the worst and the smallest. Mm-hmm. Infrastructure, like yeah. they didn't have that many employees to scout. They got an analytics. They didn't have right, so that, like that costs yeah. money. So. It's not only player salary. It's are you investing the money in no, the, yeah. in the behind the scenes stuff that you can churn out? Yes, and and so we see that. But the Dodgers and the Astros and the Braves and all that they they have spent a lot of money yeah. mm-hmm. on that stuff, and yeah. so that does pay off. Yeah. And, and the and Giants you, are starting to get into get into it too. Obviously, it's yeah, this past year, but yeah. Um, it's yeah, it's definitely very interesting. Uh, you could you could definitely see the the teams that care more about player development really seem to uh, stay stay good for longer. You know what I mean? Yeah, invest. You invest in it, and you can reap the rewards. Uh, mm-hmm. And the the teams that don't invest in it, of course, they're going to hit here and there, mm-hmm. and then they'll flip their player before you know they they hit free agency yeah. or whatever. And it's just it's a joke that anyone has to that we have to put up with any of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like they're fixes to it. Yeah. And, and those for me are the big fixes that need, like, I, I'm not as worried about some of the like surface level, like pitch clock, whatever. I'm, I'm not against it. Let's see how it works out. But yeah. I don't think it, it's, there's, you know, 10 things to do that are like, 
you know, you can't step out of the batter's box and the p- bigger bases. Like, I don't think there's 10 of those that fix the problem of baseball feeling slower, feeling out of step. Right. I think the big one is have like this cutthroat competition from every organization where right now we don't. Where yeah. right now you really only have a handful of teams that are legitimately trying to yeah. win. Yeah. And they're expanding the playoffs, right. which is and, making And it's it just more, <laughs> yeah, I, I more agree. mediocre right. making the playoffs. Right. Uh, and so it's, uh, that's it. If you, if you have, and I'm not calling for relegation like yeah. in Europe, uh, though something like that where, you know, we have the inverse incentives of the worse mm-hmm. you do, the better you're rewarded with draft picks and yeah. slots mm-hmm. on signing. I, mm-hmm. And I know that achieves parity, and there's a very legitimate critique to make of European soccer leagues with uh, you have teams like Bayern Munich that win the league 10 years in a row. Right. And you have all the European leagues are dominated by one or a small handful of teams. Yeah. And that's a For very legitimate but if, if you want, I can explain my how it works in the U.S. why it wouldn't be a problem. But I, maybe a different episode. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Very different episode. Yeah. Speaking of, real quick, just back to soccer. So yesterday, PSG were officially knocked out of the Champions League, you know, tournament. And uh, Real Madrid beat them. And I saw somebody release this. A buddy of mine sent me this. He's like, see, yesterday we, we saw history beat money. Yesterday. Uh. Right. And he was talking about... Because uh, Benzema scored a hat trick, you yeah. know, who's been with the team for ten, maybe twenty, you know, ten plus years almost, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, and it's been there. And you know, it was just you know, because then because you look at PSG, right? The only thing, history v money, like as if Real Madrid don't spend money, <laughs> right? <laughs> they're like notorious, but <laughs> yeah, but they're no doubt the much more historical team, and uh, I think it's you have. A, a you had an unbalanced PSG team. Oh yeah. You, so you have like a an all star band, you yeah. know, or a collection of players that a lot of people said you have the, some of the most talented players on on in the planet world. Earth. Yeah. Even though Messi's clearly older, he's kind of on the downslope. But mm-hmm. yeah, Neymar, but it's just Mbappe, all these a guys. team, a yeah. well constructed team where you have role players and all that. You know, it just got to uh, click better. Yeah, you know? like I, I was, you know, very. Uh, I was young, but not too young to witness the entirety of the Chicago Bulls run. Right. Uh-huh. And like, you know, so we look back on it and you, of course there's Jordan and Pippen. Uh-huh. Um, but like the other players on those teams, yeah. uh, on the, those, you know, like the, the way it was constructed was so mm-hmm. perfectly done. Complimentary. Right. Yeah, of course. So that Jordan could be Jordan. So right. that, yeah. you know, and like, it you doesn't know, always you, work out. And yeah. PSG is one of those right. where just, it, they're just, it just doesn't connect. Right. No. Yeah. And the chemistry is just chemistry is a big thing, you know, especially in soccer. And it's like, if there's not that chemistry and that clicking, it's like, you know, you look at those, that those Barcelona Real Madrid teams, like that mid, those midfield cores that were yeah. just so Iniesta, Xavi, you know, all these, yeah, these guys were just clicking. I gold mean, standard. That 2010 Spain team was just unbelievable. I and mean, I was never into it. They were all, at that time, I was, I don't know. It was just, they were so dominant. Yeah. And there's something about it that I was just like, that was, n- I was always against them. And it was, that was, the, I, <laughs> was the the wrong, I was on the wrong, I was on the wrong end of that. Cause it was like, they wiped everybody out. It was incredible. Yeah. That was, <laughs> those guys were, but you need know. like soccer is a sport that, you know, if we use like American sport analogies to say it's like this, it's like whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. One of the things with soccer is it's like football in the sense that if you just try a lot harder, mm-hmm. that makes up for a lot. Right. And, and you need like 
you know, think about it in a football play. If like, if the left tackle misses a block, then everything else can go right, you know? Yeah. And so with PSG, they have three attackers who do not play defense. Yeah, at mm-hmm. all. And so in modern soccer, yeah. that's that's pretty rare. Like, right. like the best, you look at how awesome Liverpool are. Yeah. They're and guys, yeah. Sadio Mane and Mo Salah uh, and whoever's their, their they, striker. They get back quick. Oh, and they work nonstop, nonstop the whole time. They're not... I mean, look at Conte, right? Oh that guy, God, that guy is all yeah. over the all over the pitch, the all best. game. Yeah. You know, I mean, he puts in. He really, he's like, you know, look at him. It's like that guy really does his best all game. You well, know? hopefully, I'll get to sit next to him on a plane. I know. Uh, <laughs> and the next couple, <laughs> <That's gonna be laughs> awesome. I gotta just go randomly. Like, all right, where are Chelsea playing? Okay, I'm gonna take a flight from there to there. Just, come on, see if you could test your luck. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. All right. Well, uh, I know you're on a time limit, so uh, we're going to wrap it up. Um, Thank you for coming on. Yes, sir. Thank you. We appreciate it. We had a lot of fun. Thank you guys so much. Uh It was totally random today, (laughs) running into Omar, who was a student of mine. Last year. (laughs) Last year, but totally online, and we'd never (laughs) seen each other. I didn't even realize it until after we talked, and you told me your name. (laughs) It's the masks. It's the masks. Well, but we didn't even, we were in a classroom together. (laughs) We didn't bump into each other today. This never would have happened. It's awesome. But honestly, (laughs) I I am so glad you guys let me be part of this, and I think your podcast is cool. Thank you. Appreciate Um, it. Gonna just quick disclaimer: We would love to have yeah. you back here if you'd like to. You've got <laughs> you've got the stamp of approval of cool from a forty year old. <laughs> <laughs> this is cool. All demographics, uh, I'll yeah, take exactly. it. <laughs> it's awesome. No, but, but thank you, Professor. We appreciate thank you guys. It. Yep. Thank you. Uh, so you can access this podcast on Apple Podcasts, the library's website, SoundCloud, and YouTube. And I'll see you next week. Peace.